0: Well, good morning everybody good morning. sure this morning I'm excited to be with you all um, for those of you who might not know me my name is Corey. I'm the lead pastor here at Third Street Ch- Community Church easy for me to say and this morning it is my honor and my privilege to be bringing forth the word of the Lord if you haven't been with us let me catch you up just a little bit real briefly we've been in this series called how it's going hey if you've been here say how it's going There we go how it's going you've seen these memes right you've seen them all over the internet you have a picture of how something started and then on the right you have a picture of something really really unexpected that was the direct result of how something started right so this series is called how it's going these are the stories that we never expected to be living by taking on some of the most famous passages and stories we are looking at all of the unexpected ways That God really, really does work, and I'm asking our congregation together for us to maybe begin to break down or adjust our expectations of how we expect God to move. The first week, we talked about how it's going, not the life I expected to be living, Reality is I would say all of us are probably in a place where we didn't necessarily see ourselves In the position that we're currently in in life But we get to rest in the fact that no matter what turn our story takes so so long as we find our faith in Christ Our story is a redeemed one our story is a resurrected one Week two. We talked about how it's going. This was last week. We said how it's going, not the glory I expected. Let's be real. A lot of us got into this faith thing or got into this church thing or started following Jesus thing, and we thought that it would lead to immediate whatever. This is how I get my life together. This is how I get my finances together. This is how I get my world together and it was a rude awakening when we read that passage that Jesus said, oh, you're going to share with me? Oh, that you're going to share it with suffering and with death. But hey, there is glory, amen? amen. There is glory that comes after these things. And this week, this week, I don't, I don't want to, oh my gosh, this week is, the passage is so good. This is one of those instances where scripture is just so beautiful. And I got to be real with you. This passage this week in and of itself should be a whole series. I don't know what I was thinking, thinking I was going to tell this story in one week. This should be six weeks in and of itself. Okay, so I, I'm telling you that because I need you to know I'm not going to get to tell you all of the beautiful things about this passage. I'm not going to get to tell you all of the intricacies of how beautifully and perfectly uh, uh, God put this scripture together. I'm not gonna get to tell you those things. I want to have a specific focus this week in this really, really great passage. This passage that you can find its beginning in Joshua chapter 2. We're going back to the Old Testament. You can meet me in the book of Joshua. You can meet me in the second chapter indicated by the big number two. We're going to be reading a, a little bit of this story together, so bear with me, but it's okay. It's a story, so you know, story time. Here we go. If you don't have it, I encourage you to look up on the screen. This is Joshua chapter 2. We're starting our time in verse 1. And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent two men secretly from Shittim as spies, saying, go view the land, especially Jericho. And they went and came into the house of a prostitute whose name was Rahab, and they lodged there. And it was told to the king of Jericho, Behold, men of Israel have come here tonight to search out the land. Then the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who entered your house, for they have come to search out all the land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. And she said, True, the men came to me, but I didn't know where they were from. And when the gate was about to be closed at dark, the men went out. I do not know where the men went. Pursue them quickly, for you will overtake them. Get out of my house, right? Yeah. But she had brought them up to the roof, meaning the spies, and hid them with the stalks of flax that she had laid in order on the roof. So the men pursued after them on the way to the Jordan as far as the forts. And the gate was shut as soon as the pursuers had gone out. Now before the men lay down, she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that the fear of you has fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land melt away before you. Now then, please swear to me by the Lord, that as I have dealt kindly with you, you also will deal kindly with my father's house, and give me a sure sign that you will save alive my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and deliver our lives from death. And the med sent to her, our life for yours, even to death. If you do not sell this business of ours, then when the Lord gives us the land, we will deal kindly and faithfully with you. And she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was built into the city wall so that she lived in the wall. And she said to them, go into the hills or the pursuers will encounter you and hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Then afterward, you may go your way. The men said to her, we will be guiltless with respect to this oath of yours that you have made us swear. Behold, when we come into this land, you shall tie the scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down and you shall gather into your house, your father and mother, your brothers and all your father's household. Then if anyone goes out of the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head and we shall be guiltless. When I was on a a fundraising journey uh, in order, it's about 2015, in order um, to see Third Street Church be a reality, a wild journey that I never wanted God to take me on, but eh, here's how it's going, right? Um, I was told a cautionary tale, uh, and I shouldn't call it a tale because it's a true story. It's a true story about an organization near to here that some of you might know but it was a it was told to me as a cautionary story in fundraising there was a director of this organization who um who had an elderly couple come to him and say that they wanted to sit down with him talk to him about the organization and they would like to make a donation so the director carves out time in his incredibly busy schedule to sit down with this elderly couple to talk to them about the organization and about a potential donation Now, as the elderly couple comes in, I imagine, I don't know for sure, but I imagine the director can be making some sort of assessment. He's making an assessment on the age of the people coming in. He's making an assessment of, I mean, well, you know, they're at the age where they're retired now and they're probably on a fixed income. And, you know, so we're probably looking at a donation somewhere in this ballpark, right? And so they begin to ask questions about the organization, about how things have been going, about where he sees the future of the organization going. And they ask him this question, this question that in fundraising is oh so painful. They ask him the question, so how much do you need? Uh Now again, making an assessment of where he saw the couple, making an assessment of where he saw the organization. He fumbled for his words for a minute. He hesitated, and he said, well, for us to make it, not expecting them to fulfill the need, for us to make it, we need Uh $10,000. The elderly man stood up and walked out of the room. The director of the organization looked looked at the man's wife and said, what happened? Did I offend him? Is, did I say something wrong? Did I ask for too much? She said, no. He came in here with a check in his pocket already made out for $50,000 and you only asked for ten. So he has to go out to his car and ask for his checkbook. Well, well, well. That's a true story. Sometimes when we're dealing with God, provision comes in the weirdest places. Sometimes when we're dealing with God, we undersell what we know He's capable of. Sometimes when we're asking God for help, a lot of times He answers in a way that we never expected. Amen. Yes. I want to tag our text this morning How it's going? Not the answer I expected. So the Lord is in process of giving the Israelites the land that he promised a long, 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 long time ago. He said, I'm going to give you this land. It's going to go from here to here. Right now, the Israelites got it to about mm, here right? They know that it's going to keep going. They know that the land that the Jericho people currently inhabit, they know is theirs. They know that the Lord is going to give it to them. They know that eventually it will all belong to them because God said so. And the Lord had appointed Joshua at this point. That's who this book is named after. He's appointed Joshua at this point to be the leader of the army who's going to take the rest of the land. So then Joshua having gotten a previously bad report, we won't go there today, we don't have time, sends two spies into the city of Jericho to get a lay of the land. We know the job of, a spies, uh, of the spies, right? They're going to make an assessment. They're going to, they're going to, to, to outline all the outposts. They're going to they're gonna get an idea for, for how they should enter. They're going to get an idea for how they can take this thing, this city, down. Yeah. Now, those of you who know the story, you know the way they took it down is not at all what we expected. I don't know any, any spies report that came back. You know what's going to do it. We just walk around this city about seven times. It's coming down, right? Like they didn't expect that. But the two spies are sent into the city. And as they were sent there, it makes sense that they would go to a house on the outskirts of the city walls, but I'm sure they weren't, being, they weren't expecting to be sent to a house that was owned, an inn that was run by a prostitute. would wasn't expecting that. Now, there are some places. There are some places I would teach this passage where I would need to spend time on how God has not disqualified anybody from being used according to his will. There are some places where I would have to point out that God can use whomever he so chooses and that there is not a sin or a profession that keeps you too distant from the Lord who wants relationship with you so badly. There are some places where I would have to spend time calling out the hypocrisy of the fact that you notice that Rahab was a prostitute quicker than you notice that she also is a liar. But because you go ahead and lie your way through life, that sin is not as bad. There are some places where I'd have to take the time to do all that. But this is Third Street. This is Third Street. I know we know. That historically, God has made a habit of using the promiscuous to lead the pure. That God has made a habit of creating scandal and redeeming the story into his. I know that we know historically. God has used the blind to lead the seeing. He has used the sick to lead the healthy. He has used the poor to lead the rich. So I know that I don't need to spend any time on that. I'm not gonna. Because this passage is less about the miracle of who God could use and more about the brilliant strategy the Lord employs? How many of you know that the Lord is infinitely more creative than you are? How many of you have seen the Lord use you in strategic ways? How many of you have built your jobs, your legacy, your business on strategy? And how many of you know that you ain't get that from your parents? At least not the ones on earth. This is about the strategy of the spies being sent into a house that was built into the wall of the city yes, sir. so that they could enter in easily without going through the main gates and having to be like, oh no, we're not spies. We're here to, uh, we're, uh, uh, we're Uber Eats. See what I'm saying? like They had an easy in. The house was built into the walls of the city, so they had an easy out. How convenient is it that through this house, with this particular business, they could get a full lay of the land and even scout out some of the men that they're going to be dealing with without actually having to go all the way into the city. And if anyone would be equipped to hide some men and their uh, secrets. Uh, <laughs> it would be I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> <We're gonna imagine. laughs> certainly, certainly this is not the way the spies or even modern readers would have expected this mission to go. But can I tell you to start our time this morning that when you trust God with the strategy of your life, Come on. he's going to give you some answers that you don't expect, yeah. but he is faithful, faithful to deliver and then some. Yeah. Yes, sir. He's going to lead you into some places that you never thought you would find yourself. He's going to have you around people that you never really thought you would be around or that your previous experiences had protected you from, sheltered you from. He's going to take you to some places in some ways that maybe four or five days ago you would have looked crooked at somebody else you've seen doing that. I've seen the characters that are in and out of that place. Far be it from me, Lord. Far be it from you, huh? (laughs) Jada, where are you from? Pittsburgh. You're from Pittsburgh. That's gross. Where'd you go to college? Penn State. Penn State. That's even more, that's deeper into gross. Jada, where'd you think you were going to be after you graduated? Austin, Texas. Okay. Jada, where did you tell me over and over and over again <laughs> that you would never live so long as you lived? <laughs> Jada, where are you sitting right now? <laughs> <laughs> where are you going home to later? <laughs> can't know to what city employs you? Can't know Who gets your taxes? Ohio. Man, sometimes. When you trust the Lord with the strategy of your life, right? Yeah. Yeah. When you trust God mm-hmm. with the strategy of your life, yes, sir. he will lead you into places you don't expect. Yeah. But can I show you this real quick and then I'll move on, I promise, but I got to show you this. When you trust the Lord to lead you into places that you don't expect, that place That place can no longer stand for what it once stood for. When you invite the Lord into a place that you never expected to be, the light will always drive out the darkness. The evil will always be destroyed. And all who stay in the light will be set free. We see that happen, right? The spies go into a place... They never thought they would be. And soon, the light will drive out the darkness. Soon, all around it will be destroyed. But the promise of our God is that all who stay within his presence inside will be free, yes, will be delivered. Yeah. Do you trust God yes. with the strategy of your life? Yes. No, nah, do you for real? Now Rahab, Rahab hides these men, and after she gets she gets rid of the soldiers looking for him. She's like, Nah, pff, hey, pff, man, whoa, pff, dude, I don't know, I don't know. What's, what's the, the you talking about? Like short, tall? What you think? Wide, skinny? Like what? What we talk? Uh, nah, man. Oh, you, you know what? I did see him. I did see him. But what had, they, had, they had they had they had come in here? They had, they had, they had come in here. But then they had left right before you got here. And it was, matter of fact, the same doors. Y'all see them on the way out? Like, did you, like, like, on the way? No, you didn't? Okay, well, what happened? You know how the city gates close at night. It was, like, right before they got, they, you know, right out, right out. But I bet, I bet if you hurry up and get up out of my house, if you hurry up, you can still catch them before they get to the door. Because, you know, when they get, they got to swim across, They, they look like slow swimmers. So you probably catch them before they get to that point. But go on now, hurry. Or something like that, right? So after she does that, she hides the men. I don't have time. I don't have time to point out that the plants that 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 she that she covered them with are what was used to make to make loincloth. I don't I don't have I don't have time to talk about how how because they were faithful to go into that place that that God was faithful to cover them just as he covered adam and so on i don't have time to go there today but but after she had hidden them she asked him okay now we got to talk about this right i kept these secrets and she says she says i know i know the god that you serve word has made its way here i know that, that, that you are the famous Israelites that stories have been told about. I know that the God that you serve has plundered many armies that we didn't think would ever get dropped. I know that when y'all faced a sea, that he literally made it go in half, Hallelujah. leaving a dry walkway. For you to get across. I know he has delivered you from some incredible things. And I know that it's inevitable that you take this land too. I know that your God is so incredible. That it doesn't matter what we do or what comes against him. He is going to get done. What he has said for a long time. He's going to get done. I know God is that incredible. So then. What she asks for is survival. She just recapped the tale of how God had taken his people from survival to thriving. She just told a tale of how I know God is taking his people to a place where they can not just survive, but thrive. But then all she asked for was to survive. All she asked for was survival, even though she knows. Do you know? Do you know that God is in a habit of taking his people from surviving to thriving? Do you know that that's what God wants for your life? Do you know that God's plan for his people is for more than this? Yes, sir. Y'all love to quote it and hang it on your walls, but do you know it? Rahab said, I want you to be kind and faithful to me. God answers her, I will be kind and I will be faithful to you so as to not just use you and discard you like everybody else. Right. Right. Rahab said, save my mother. God answered her, I'm going to make you a mother. Yes. You're going to settle down. You're going to not just see your, immediately, your immediate family saved. You're going to have a family. She said, allow my family's story to continue. God answers her, I'm going to bring you into the greatest story ever told. She says, deliver us from destruction. God answers her that your lineage will give life to all who seek it. She says, remember me. When you come into the city, please remember me and God Answers her request and says, as so is written in the New Testament, specifically in Hebrews, no one will ever forget your name. My God. Do you see how faithful God is? God. That, that according to the genealogy in Matthew, Rahab, an outsider, one who has no husband would be included into the lineage that would give birth to the Messiah. Come on, come on. The lineage that scriptures outline and track. If the Bible was a mini-series, it would be tracking this family. She not only gets to survive, she becomes family. Family of Jesus. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Let me ask you this question. Does what you're asking or expecting of God match who he is? Does what you're expecting or asking of God match who he is? My guess is, for some of you, the answer is yes, but that's not necessarily a compliment, right? You have this picture of God that he's capable of this, so you ask for this. But the reality is, God is so much more capable than what our finite views will allow us to see. God is so much more capable of working in situations that us and all the people around us are like, yep, that's doomed. Do you know that God is capable of taking any situation that any of us would just be willing to just survive and make that family thrive? That's been somebody in here's prayer. Lord, just help me make it. Lord, just get me to the other side of this situation. And I got to believe God is sitting up there like, get you to the other side. Get you to the other. This, this, oh, oh, my, oh, my goodness. You just sat here and praised me for 45 minutes for making a way for Moses. For Abraham, for Isaac, for Jacob, you just praised me. You sang for 45 minutes about how you know I'm capable of making a way. And you want that way to get you through a drive through when I'm capable of taking you to eternity? He is so much more capable. And God, can I tell you something? God wants to. We're sitting here asking God for 10K, and in his pocket, he's got a check for an amount that's bigger than we even have in our heads. Come on, on. on. I know only four people are ready for that today. Let me go here, let me go here so I can get out your way. Spy said, all right, we got you. God's got you, right? God's got you. Here's what you're going to do. So that way we make sure we don't destroy this house, you, your family, none of that. Here's what you're going to do. The same red cord that you let us down out this window, it's the same red cord I want you to hang out the window. So that way when the armies come, they see that red cord and they know, don't go there, kill everything else, right? Get rid of everything else. But that right there... That right there is protected. Now, if you have somewhat of a working knowledge of the Old Testament, you know that God has a bit of a history of this, right? That, 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 that there, was, there was a situation that was going to, to, to take out some children. But there were some messengers that said, paint in red over your doorpost," and your house will be passed over. That's where the Passover feast comes from. This red indicated that in the midst of something really really dangerous this red indicated that in the midst of something really really destructive you would be protected you would be spared this red cord indicates that in the midst of a whole lot of inevitable destruction in the midst of a whole lot of danger you will be protected but hanging that red cord is real risky isn't it you mean to tell me i gotta stay here do you know what's going on? I mean, you just told me this whole city's gonna get destroyed. There's destruction all around me. There's sin all around me. There are people who are not being repentant or redeemed all around me, and I gotta sit in it. Even moreover, you want me to bring my family in here? You must not know what my family thinks of me. They'll never come in here. Getting them to come in here is risky enough. And oh, by the way, haven't you considered that hanging a red cord after I just told soldiers that you didn't go out the window, you went out a door, and then they see a rope hanging from a window? You don't think they'll come back to question me? You don't know how risky that is, but the point is in the midst of all the risk, in the midst of all the danger, in the midst of all the evil, in the midst of all the scandal, she was protected. Yeah. Amen. God saw fit. God saw fit to send us a red cord of sorts. God saw fit to send his son in the midst of the depravity. In the midst of the danger, in the midst of the destruction, in the midst of the fighting, in the midst of kingdoms ripping each other apart, in the midst of warfare, in the midst of social unrest, in the midst of injustice, God saw fit to send his own red cord that so that whosoever holds on to this cord would not be destroyed but be brought into eternal life. Can I ask you a question? Do you trust the Lord to protect you? Do you trust the history of what we have read that he has done? Do you trust the Lord in the midst of what you're facing, in the midst of your bank account not being what you want it to be, in the midst of your family being broken all over the place left and right, in the midst of all the injustice you witness day to day and on Twitter, in the midst of all of the fighting that you are enduring, in the midst of all of the insecurity that comes from your job, in the midst of all of the unrest that comes at the hands of our country, in the midst of all the destruction, all you got to do is turn on your TV to see in the midst of all of it, in the midst of your suffering, in the midst of your loneliness, in the middle of the night when nobody sees you, do you believe that the Lord is protecting you? Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. I would invite you, I would invite you this morning to open yourselves up And let the Lord give you some answers you don't expect. Open yourself up. And let the Lord give you some answers you don't expect. Trust God with the strategy of your life. That's That's not to say he won't use the wise counsel of others in your life. That's not what I'm saying at all. But when you trust God with the strategy of your life, Take you to some unanswered, some some unexpected places. But it pays off. Open yourself up to an imagination that can only come from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Open your expectations up to meet not just your needs, but to take you to abundantly more. open up your expectations of how God knows what you're going through. Yes, he does. God knows better than you the threats that you're facing because yeah. he doesn't just see the threat that's in your face. He sees the threat that's putting what's in your okay. face in your okay. face. Okay. While you're seeing your enemies like this, oh. He's already seen the whole thing. And can I also tell you something else? Spoiler alert, he's already beat them. Woo! Right Open yourself up to knowing yeah. that the Lord has already seen how this plays out. And he's already intricately woven a creative solution so as to how you not only survive, yes. but you are taken into eternal thriving.